True crime sleuths, tarot card readings are not evidence. What are Sam Bankman Freed's options? What would I tell him to do? No matter how tempting this is, and you may want to do it, you can't do it. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Crime Talk. My name is Scott Reich. Thanks for joining us. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Winter Solstice, Kwanzaa, and well, I think we included everybody there. So Happy New Year. I know we have a few days left of uh, 2022. Let's make it amazing and let's make 2023 even better. All right, you know the drill. Subscribe if you have not. Hit the like button if you do. Leave me a comment below about what we discuss and hit that little bell. And remember, you can listen to us on Crime Talk on any of your favorite podcasting apps. And with so much time off, everybody can go back and listen and catch up on all the podcasts that you missed. Remember, it may be the holidays, but Crime Talk is still working. That's right, we're going live tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And it's your show, so we can talk about what you want to talk about. All right, let's go ahead and begin today's docket. Please open the record for December 27th, 2022. So a history professor at the University of Idaho is suing a cyber sleuth, or what she holds herself as, for defamation after this uh, would-be detective accused her of involvement in the campus uh, slayings last month. Now, this woman is uh, goes by Ashley Gillard, G-U-I-L-L-A-R-D, Gillard, Gillard, whatever, doesn't really matter. I took a look at a couple of her videos. Um, I would not follow this woman into a uh, courtroom unless out of idle curiosity. She doesn't know what the heck she's talking about. In fact, at one point she says, why does this professor need three attorneys on her defense team if she's so innocent? Um, you're the one that needs the defense team, Miss Gillard. You don't even understand the terminology of the court, and yet you're holding yourself out as something that uh, it just amazes me. Anyway, um, so Rebecca Schofield, she's the professor. She's an associate professor and a chair of the history department. And uh, she's basically been accused of perpetrating the murders of the four students in the University of Idaho. Now, the lawsuit was filed Wednesday and appoints to numerous videos posted a platform that attempted to tie the teacher uh, to the homicides. Uh, the statements made about Professor Schofield are false, plain, and simple, her attorneys wrote. And what's even worse is that these untrue statements create safety issues for the professor and her family. Now, Professor Schofield has twice sent cease and desist letters to Ms. Gillard, but Ms. Gillard has continued to make false statements knowing that they are in fact false. Thus, the lawsuit was filed because it's affecting the professor's uh, reputation and her safety as well. Now, Gillard posted a video Friday responding to the lawsuit saying that I'm not stopping and uh, questioning why Schofield needed three lawyers to sue her if she's so innocent. Yeah, this is the one where she said she needed the other attorney's defense team. No, they're plaintiff's counsel, and they're coming for you, Ms. Gillard. They're coming for you. You're going to have to respond in United States District Court. Now, sometimes the best thing is just going straight to the documents, okay? 
And this Miss Gillard lady, I'm telling you, why anybody would listen to her, I do not know. But let's just give you the highlights of the lawsuit here. The lawsuit begins uh, Rebecca Schofield versus Ashley Gillard. It's a complaint and a demand for a jury trial. And it introduction is rather straightforward. In November of 2022, four students at the University of Idaho were murdered at home near the campus. The tragedy has garnered attention and inflicted great sorrow throughout the university, the state, and the country. Defendant Ashley Gillard, a purported internet sleuth, decided to use the community's pain for her online self-promotion. She has posted many videos on TikTok falsely stating that plaintiff Rebecca Schofield, a professor at the university, participated in the murders because she was romantically involved with one of the victims. Gillard's statements are false. Professor Schofield did not participate in the murders, and she has never met any of the victims, let alone entered a romantic relationship with them. Gillard's videos have been viewed millions of times, amplifying Gillard's online persona at the expense of Professor Schofield's reputation. Professor Schofield now sues Gillard for defamation. The parties, Plaintiff Rebecca Schofield, Professor Schofield is an individual residing in Idaho. She is an associate professor and chair of the history department at the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. Defendant Ashley Gillard is an individual residing in Texas. She is a TikTok personality who purports to solve crimes online. Jurisdiction. Jurisdiction is proper under 28 United States Code Section 1332 because there is diversity of citizenship and the amount in controversy exceeds $75,000. See, Normally, if you sue somebody, you can't sue somebody uh, in United States District Court unless you have jurisdiction. Here, there's diversity of jurisdictions. People, plaintiffs and defendant, live in different states. Therefore, they uh, have jurisdiction in the uh, uh, federal court. Venue is appropriate under 28 United States Code 1391 because Professor Schofield is an Idaho resident and a substantial part of the events giving rise to the claim occurred in Idaho. They want to keep it in Idaho versus having to go to U.S. District Court in Texas to uh, sue Ms. Gillard. Uh, Ms. Gillard needs to get herself an attorney. Factual allegations. In the early morning hours of November 13th, four students at the University of Idaho were tragically murdered in a home near the campus. It is a tragedy that has gripped the entire university community, forever affected the students' families, brought tremendous sorrow throughout the state of Idaho, and garnered national media attention. To respect the privacy of the victims and their families, the complaint refers to the victims by their initials, KG, MM, XK, and EC. Professor Schofield was not in Moscow, Idaho, when the murders occurred. She and her husband were in Portland, Oregon, visiting friends. They stayed in a hotel, checking out in the morning of November 13th after the murders occurred. They drove from Portland to Moscow, a drive of more than five hours, arriving after law enforcement officers had discovered the murders. Professor Schofield did not commit or in any way participate in the murders of the four students. Professor Schofield has taught at the University of Idaho since January 2016. She became the chair of the history department in July of 2021, and none of the four students who were murdered ever took a class from Professor Schofield. Although the University of Idaho is a relatively small university, she does not recall ever meeting any one of the students. 
Professor Schofield has also never met Ashley Gillard. Ashley Gillard promotes herself on Amazon and TikTok as an internet sleuth that solves high-profile unsolved murders by consulting tarot cards and performing other readings to obtain information about the murders. She is purported to solve the murders of musician Kirshnik Carey Ball, a.k.a. Takeoff, Shaquella Robinson, Tiffany Vellante, Kevin Samuels, and the November murders at the University of Idaho. Tarot cards and other readings, ladies and gentlemen. That is not evidence that is admitted in a court of law. Just saying. If you're getting your information from somebody that's consulting tarot cards, if that's what gets you through the day, but I'm telling you, that's not legal and competent evidence that is ever going to be admitted in a court of law. We continue. TikTok is a social media platform through which persons can post short videos, typically of no more than one or two minutes. TikToks primarily are recorded by a person using her own cell phone to record a video and then posting through the person's account on TikTok platform. Individuals with TikTok accounts can review other people's TikTok accounts, can post comments on various TikToks, and can repost another TikTok's users. On or about November 22, 2022, Gillard began posting TikTok videos about the November murders at the University of Idaho. She asserted that the murders had some history with one or more of the victims and that the murderer was somehow who previously was involved with one of the victims, possibly an ex. On information and belief, Gillard has never been to Moscow, Idaho, or to any other location in Idaho, and that she has no basis to make factual statements about any of the events that have occurred there. On or about November 24th, 2022, Gillard posted six TikTok videos to her account in which she falsely stated that Professor Schofield, the chair of the history department, was responsible for the four students' deaths. Two of the TikToks directly and falsely state that Professor Schofield ordered the execution of the four students. Three of the TikToks either falsely implied or directly stated that Professor Schofield had been involved in a relationship with one of the murdered students, KG. Three of the TikToks Gillard posted on her website on November 24, 2022, also used Professor Schofield's photo from the University of Idaho website. Upon information and belief, Gillard did not receive permission to use Professor Schofield's official university photograph. Gillard's uh, November 24, 2022 TikToks were not based on any facts or any information known to Gillard. Her statements that Professor Schofield ordered the murders and that Professor Schofield had a relationship with one of the victims are false. On the following day, November 25, 2022, Gillard posted an additional five TikTok videos falsely alleging that Professor Schofield ordered and planned the murders of the four students. In three of the video, Gillard's falsely stated that Professor Schofield and a student at the University of Idaho, uh, JD, together planned the murders of the four students. Professor Schofield has not met student JD and has not ever had him in a class. She has never partnered with him on anything. She did not partner with him to murder the four University of Idaho students. Gillard's November 25, 2022 TikToks were not based on any facts or any information noted to Gillard. Her statements that Professor Schofield partnered with another student to plan to carry out the murders are false. On November 28, 2022, Gillard posted six TikTok videos in which she falsely alleged either by explicitly stating or so posting text with her videos 
that Professor Schofield participated in or was otherwise responsible for the murders of the four University of Idaho students and that she did so because of her prior relationship with KG. In one video, she wrote the words Rebecca Schofield's thoughts as she ordered the murder of the four University of Idaho students. Gillard's November 28, 2022 TikToks were not based on any facts or any information known to Gillard. Her statements that Professor Schofield order in any way participated in the murder or that she was involved in a personal relationship with KG are false. By November 28, 2022, Gillard had been directly informed that her TikTok videos alleging that Professor Schofield was involved in the murder were false. Nevertheless, she continued posting her TikTok videos aware that they were false. In one TikTok video, she wrote, I don't care what y'all say. JD and Rebecca Schofield killed KG, MMEC, and XK. Rebecca was the one to initiate the plan and hired JD. On November 29, 2022, Professor Schofield, through counsel, sent Gillard a cease and desist letter informing her that her TikTok video stating that Professor Schofield was involved in the murders or that she had a romantic relationship with KD were false and defamatory, demanding that she take down her defamatory videos, demanding that she cease making such videos, and demanding that she issue an apology to Professor Schofield. Gillard did not stop posting defamatory TikTok falsely stating that Professor Schofield was involved in the murders or that she was romantically involved with KG. On November 29th and November 30th, Gillard posted additional TikTok videos falsely stating that Professor Schofield was involved in ordering and directing the execution of the murders of the four students. She was not. Since December 1st, 2022, Gillard has continued making false statements in her TikTok videos, falsely asserting Professor Schofield's involvement in the murder of the four University of Idaho students, and falsely stating that Professor Schofield was involved in ordering the murders and was present in Moscow, Idaho, to ensure that they were carried out. She falsely stated, among other things, that Rebecca Schofield is going to prison for the murders of the four University of Idaho students, whether you like it or not. Uh, I am not worried about Rebecca Schofield suing me because she will be using her resources to fight for murder cases. She ordered the execution, the murders of KG, MM, XK, and EC. Uh, that Professor Schofield's motive in ordering the murders and finding someone to carry it out was because she was dating a student. Professor Schofield decided to kill the students because KG wanted to take a break in their relationship. Professor Schofield was going to help the person she hired to carry out the murders achieve the person's dream of playing on the University of Idaho tennis team. JD killed the four students because Becca told me to. And a reporter with the Spokesman Review newspaper was protecting the killer in the article suggesting the TikToks were false. As with Gillard's prior TikTok falsely stating that Professor Schofield was involved in or ordered the murders, Gillard's December TikToks had no basis in fact. They were false. Persons with TikTok accounts can comment on TikTok posts of others they follow. Many TikTok users warned Gillard that her statements were false and that she was defaming Professor Schofield, among others. Gillard did not stop making false and defamatory TikToks despite being warned of their falsity multiple times by person commenting on her TikToks. Equally concerning, other TikTok users commented that they believed Gillard's false statements that Professor Schofield ordered the murders of KG, MM, XK, and EC, and that Professor Schofield was romantically involved with KG, and that they have wondered when Professor Schofield would be brought to justice. 
On December 8th of 2022, Professor Schofield, through counsel, sent a second cease and desist letter, enclosing the first and again demanding that Gillard take down her defamatory posts and that Gillard stop making defamatory TikToks. Rather than change her conduct, Gillard made a TikTok showing the cease and desist, acknowledging she received it, and explaining that if Professor Schofield, through counsel, believed that Gillard was making false statements, counsel would need to file actual legal documents in federal court asking me to remove it. A judge will determine then if I need to remove it. Also, after receiving the cease and desist, Gillard on December 18th and 19th, 2022, posted more than 20 new TikTok videos falsely stating that Professor Schofield was involved with KG and that the Professor Schofield's motive for the murder was to keep KG from making their relationship public. Gillard has continued to publish false statements about Professor Schofield on TikTok despite having no basis for making statements and despite being notified numerous times that her statements were false. Professor Schofield has never met Gillard. She does not know her. She does not know why Gillard picked her to repeatedly falsely accuse of her, the tragic murders, and being involved with one of the victims. Professor Schofield does know that she has been harmed by the false TikToks and false statements. Gillard's false TikToks have damaged Professor Schofield's reputation. They have caused her significant emotional distress. She fears for her life and for the lives of her family members. She has incurred costs, including costs to install a security system and security cameras at her residence. She fears that Gillard's false statements may motivate someone to cause harm to her or her family members. Then the, the defamation claim. Professor Schofield realleges incorporates by reference all of the prior paragraphs of this complaint set forth herein. In her TikToks between November 24th and present, Gillard makes false and defamatory statements implicating Professor Schofield in the murder of the four University of Idaho students more than 40 times. As Gillard's false statements involve criminal accusations, they are per se defamatory in nature. What that means is if you're accusing somebody of a crime that they didn't commit, you just have to show the statements were made. That's it. Per se. Defamatory. Gillard knew her statements were false because she has no knowledge about anything happening in Moscow. And in and around November 13th, Gillard further knew her statements were false because they were not based on any facts, because persons commenting on her post told her that they were false, and because Professor Schofield twice sent Gillard cease and desist regarding the false and defamatory posts. Gillard's false TikToks defamed Professor Schofield because they were viewed millions of times and widely reposted by other TikTok users, resulting in Professor Schofield's name being linked to murder in a basic internet search. As a result of Gillard's false statements, Professor Schofield's reputation was injured, and she was subject to online ridicule and threats from Gillard's online commenters. She also feared that she or her family will be the target of physical violence. The online nature of Gillard's false statements continue to harm and damage Professor Schofield. Gillard's TikTok account has more than 100,000 followers, and some of her TikTok defaming Professor Schofield's have 2.5 million likes, indicating that the person has viewed the video and liked it. Professor Schofield has been damaged by Gillard's false statements, her reputation has been tarnished, and she had suffered extreme emotional distress for the constant public attention and ongoing online conversations regarding her role in the murder. Second claim for relief, defamation, false statements regarding a relationship. Professor Schofield realleges incorporates by reference all paragraphs of this complaint is set forth herein. In her TikTok post between November 24, 2022, and the date of this complaint, Gillard made false and defamatory statements that Professor Schofield was or had been romantically involved with one of the murdered students. 
kg as Gillard's statements involved moral turpitude a professor being involved with a student they are per se defamatory in nature Gillard knew her statements were false because she has no knowledge about anything happening in Moscow, Idaho, or at the University of Idaho. She does not know Professor Schofield and did not know KG. Gillard further knew her statements were false because they were not based on any facts because persons commenting on her post told her that they were false and because Professor Schofield twice sent Gillard cease and desist letters regarding the false and defamatory post, but Gillard continued thereafter to post additional TikToks with false statements. Gillard's false TikToks defamed Professor Schofield because they were viewed millions of times and widely reposted by other TikTok users. Gillard's false statements defamed Professor Schofield's professional reputation and career at the University of Idaho as university policy prohibits faculty members from having romantic relationships with university students. As a result of Gillard's false statements, Professor Schofield's reputation was injured and she was subject to online ridicule and threats from Gillard's online commentators. Professor Schofield has been damaged by Gillard's false statements, her reputation has been tarnished, and she has suffered extreme emotional distress from the constant public attention and the ongoing online conversation. Then they say they're going to ask for attorney's fees. They want compensatory and punitive damages in the amount proven at trial. Attorney's fees, cost, and disbursements incurred here, basically filing costs, pre-judgment and post-judgment interest. That means that you're entitled to interest on any award from the date the case is filed until the ultimate amount is paid and uh, any such other relief that the court deems equitable. And they are asking for a 12-person jury trial. Now, Miss Gillard seems like, well, let's just put it this way. I don't know. Um, let's be nice. We don't want to get sued, right? Let's just say I, w I don't think I would get my uh, true crime uh, news and information uh, from her. She does not seem credible to me. Um, and we'll have to wait and see. She's. Got a copy of her complaint as one of her TikToks uh, that I viewed has it in the background. So she has it. She'll have to respond uh, with the appropriate uh, time from the court. Since she's out of state, um, she'll have 28 days in which to file that answer in Idaho. She probably should get herself an attorney. But given what I've seen and her general lack of any knowledge of the actual legal system, uh, she's in big, big trouble. She'll probably won't show up. She'll get a default judgment against her, and then the real fun will begin because then they'll have a hearing as to what the damages will be. I don't think Miss Gillard has much of anything to take, but wouldn't it be fun to see if she actually gets it? Now, obviously, it's a civil allegation. Nothing's been proven just yet. We will see what evidence she has. Evidence she has to support her claims. Somehow, I don't think that she has anything and um, we'll just have to wait and see. Let's just put it that way. But you can't, and I've said this before, there's so many people that get on all of the social media, not just on this case regarding the Moscow, Idaho case, but they say stuff that they have no way in which to back it up. And I have um, ruffled some feathers and I've called other people out on my show that I liked him up to a point where it just got ridiculous. And then I just, I can't go back. It's just the way it is. I can't go back. When you start getting into 
you know, oh, they must be guilty because of their body language or they twitch um, or a tarot card reading. That's garbage, okay? That's not what gets people to court. It actually takes an allegation, right? But you have to be able to back it up. Here, Ms. Schofield, based upon the face of this, this is not getting dismissed. The court will look at this. The legal standard is that they must view all allegations that are true. They have the videos. It's not a big whodunit. Ms. Gillard is going to have to come up with her proof to back it up, to say, no, no, the only defense to defamation is the truth. So, and her saying, well, I think I had it in a dream or it came to me in a tarot card reading, that's garbage. That's garbage, that's garbage, that garbage. And why anybody would listen to that garbage is beyond me. I've said it before, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't matter what you think, doesn't matter what you believe, it only matters what you can prove in a court of law with legal and competent evidence. And I know there's lots of people out there in the true crime area, but some of the stuff is just ridiculous. All right. I feel better. Keep it real, ladies and gentlemen. Real and factual. Let's talk about somebody that's in some big trouble as well. Old Sam Bankman Freed. Now, a couple people noticed that I probably don't like Sam Bankman Freed. In all honesty, I think he's kind of a punk. He's a fraudster. He's a con artist. Let's face it. That's what he more than likely is. We will, of course, give him the presumption of innocence, although he's denied knowing anything that was going on in uh, any of his uh, companies where, you know, $1.8 billion was stolen, misappropriated, same word, same fancy word for theft. Well, I, as being the consummate professional, will give you the advice that I would give to Sam Bankman-Fried if he came to see me. But first, you know, we talked about it last week that he made it home safely. There's now actually pictures of him enjoying himself in the American Airlines lounge. I guess he didn't fly private. You know, when you post a personal recognizance bond of $250 million, it didn't cost you anything. You think you could have gone the extra mile and chartered something. But no, they flew commercial. So as you can see here, it's the photos of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried relaxing at JFK's American Airlines flagship lounge and later without shoes in business class. Because, you know, you can't ride coach when you owe people possibly $1.8 billion. But really, has he never seen passenger shaming on Instagram? You don't take off your shoes, okay? That's just gross on a plane. Gross. Anyway. These pictures that are posted on social media Friday show that uh, uh, that he's in the lounge enjoying himself, and he's there with his parents, and he looks quite relaxed, doesn't he? I remember he only says he has a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, in a good charter to be brought back like he was brought back via the United States Marshals on that Gulfstream Five. I mean, it would probably cost you a good hundred grand to go one way coast to coast like that, but. I guess he's saving his pennies. And I guess his parents had to pay for it because part of his bond was that he couldn't spend more than a thousand bucks. My guess is that first class ticket probably cost more than a thousand bucks. So I guess his parents probably paid it for him. Anyway, we will see. Hopefully, we'll get some more photos of him returning on January 3rd when he's supposed to show up for court. Now, we also know that his ex girlfriend and former CEO, Caroline Ellison, 
entered in a plea agreement with prosecutors to avoid um, even more charges of her own. And she's facing up to 110 years in prison on the seven tax violations and various counts of fraud, but prosecutors have agreed not to prosecute her on the most serious charges. In exchange, she's gonna cooperate with the ongoing investigation and will plead guilty to less serious tax violations, which could saddle her with at least a $250,000 fine, the least of her troubles to say the least. Now, before we get to my advice, we also know that um, that's right, Sam Bankman-Fried is going to get a new judge because the judge that was on his case recused herself because her husband's law firm um, advised the bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange. Ronnie Abrams, the district court judge for the Southern District of New York, said on Friday that the law firm Davis Polk & Wardell, where her husband is a partner, actually advised FTX in 2021. The firm represented uh, parties that may be adverse to FTX and Mr. Bankman-Fried and other proceedings or presidential proceedings, the court wrote. And uh, she stated that her husband has had no involvement in any of these representations, but she is out of abundance of caution, going to steer clear of the Sam Bankman-Fried case to avoid any possible conflict or the appearance of one. The judge is gone. That's what judges are supposed to do. The appearance of impropriety is enough. Why create issues? Just go get another judge. Now, the judge's husband was also part of the special counsel on the Robert Mueller team that investigated the Russian interference in the election. And before President Barack Obama appointed the judge back in 2022, Abrams also worked at Davis Polk and Wardell, where she oversaw its pro bono program. So if you aren't familiar with it, some of these big international firms, they have pro bono uh, wings, so to speak, and they're supposed to go out and do pro bono good work. And uh, that's apparently what she oversaw. Now the advice. What advice would I give to SBF? Now, it doesn't really matter. I've had lots of clients over the years that I didn't like personally. I was kind of offended at what they were accused of doing and maybe ultimately pled guilty of. But everybody is entitled to representation. SBF is that same kind of guy. Sure, I don't like him, but hell, I'm an attorney. I'd represent him if he paid me substantial retainer. It's going to be expensive, right? What do we say? Justice is expensive. Injustice costs a hell of a lot more. Absolutely. So what are his real options? Well, first, SBF could go in like his ex-girlfriend did and say, you know what, I'll plead guilty. I'm going to cooperate and help the government and try to help you understand what took place and try to unravel this as much as we can so that we can try to get as much money back for the investors because he feels so bad about it. Total mitigation mode. Or if you really wanted to get gutsy, you could say, you know what? We're going to enter pleas of not guilty, and we're going to go to trial. And I'm sure his attorneys could delay this for years by his counsel dragging it out, saying, Judge, we need time to prepare. We don't have all the documents. We're going to need an accounting, expert witnesses. Expensive, expensive, expensive. And let's face it, this guy doesn't have the money at this point. I don't think his parents have the money to uh, truly represent this guy. And by the end of this, old Sam Bankman-Fried, if he decided to go to trial, would probably have the expenses paid by the court, by court-appointed counsel. Now, if he really wanted to 
go for it, okay? Show up to court when the next time they go back to court at the arraignment date, enter a plea of not guilty. At that point, under the Speedy Trial Act, there in federal district court, guess what? The government has 70 days to get him to trial. I mean, seriously, is this not a great option? Simply say, not guilty, judge. Judge is then going to ask the uh, prosecutors, how long is it going to take to uh, try this case? And they're going to say, ah, judge, it's going to take us 10 weeks. There's no way they'd be ready. No way they would be ready. The defense is going to have to advise their client saying, hey, you know what? I don't think we could be ready, but hey, you tell me what you did. Let's roll with it. Maybe they can't get in there and prove their case up within 70 days. In the meantime, the government would probably supersede on the indictment, add more accounts to scare somebody into going to trial. And um, things could get worse. But hey, at this point, what has he got to lose? Now let's face it. He's a white kid with rich parents that stole allegedly $1.8 billion. It's not like he's going to face life in prison or something. I mean, it's not like he sold some crack cocaine or something. I mean, certainly I'm not condoning any of that. But he's probably going to get about the same amount of time as a drug dealer that sold ounce-sized quantities um, and they get prosecuted in the federal courts. So let's get real. I mean, he's probably not going to do more than 10 years if you look at other people that have stolen a couple billion dollars, defrauded people, 10, 13 years at the most. You get a 5K1 reduction because, you know, you cooperate with the government. Heck, this guy could probably be out in five to seven years. And his political connections, are you kidding me? This guy's practically going to get in home detention. Okay, I'm joking on that. Now, of course, the other option is, and no attorney could ever advise a uh, client to uh, disappear, but there are certain places where one could go. Now, we've talked about this before in previous videos. Um, basically, countries that have no extradition treaties um, with the United States. They're not really pleasant places. You don't want to go there. Frankly, prison would be just nicer. And like I said, no attorney can ever advise somebody to disappear. Now, I have heard, I've never done it myself, but I have heard people say, oh, I hear, oh, you know, Mexico is lovely this time of year. Can't do that. Can't do that. I've represented people where clients have been arrested and they've come back and they said, my attorney told me to go. That'd be bad. And besides, anyone owned $250 million on the personal recognizance bond and his parents could lose their $4 million house. I mean, can you imagine where else in the world, on, if you are going to owe potentially $250 million, but $4 million on your parents' house is close enough? Unbelievable. Anyway, old SBF, I'd lay it out for you. You can either drag this out. You can live under this notion that you're going to be able to pay everybody back, which you're not. Let's get for real. You're delaying the inevitable, or let's just do it. Let's just go to trial. All right, next on the docket. You can't do this. No matter how tempting it is, you can't do it. Police arrested a Missouri woman after she tracked down her stolen car and killed two men outside the gas station for the alleged theft of her car. Dementia Coleman was charged Thursday with two counts of murder, one count of assault, and three counts of armed criminal action after shooting and killing Darius Jackson and Joseph Farrar 
um, after police found Farrar next to a gas pump with a gunshot to the torso and Jackson was on the ground next to the car, also shot in the torso. A third man sustained a gunshot to the head during the shootout, but he survived. So according to reports, it remains unclear which of the three men, if any, may have actually stolen the vehicle. But uh, Miss Coleman approached the uh, Hyundai Tucson at a St. Louis Speedy gas station on Wednesday night with a man who was also carrying a weapon, police said after examining surveillance video. Miss Coleman opened the door with her gun raised and started shooting. Coleman told detectives during a recorded interview that she went to the gas station to recover her stolen vehicle. She has no prior criminal history. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know how tempting this is to do. I get it. I get it. People act like theft is no big deal. Oh, it's just a theft. But you know what? That was her car. Maybe the only way to get to her job. If she can't get to her job, she's going to lose her job. Maybe she used all her money. Maybe she's got kids to get wherever. I don't know anything about her. But people act like, well, it's only theft. It doesn't matter. I mean, if it isn't yours, you don't take it. But in this particular case, Ms. Coleman, you can't go recover your property by shooting people. I know, I know it's tempting. I know, but you can't do it, okay? You used to be able to do it in the old Wild West, right? Someone steal your cattle, you recover it, and then they were hung. But we decided you can't do that anymore. And crime, as you can see, is going up everywhere. Most of it's thefts, property crimes, etc. cetera. Uh, but unless and until uh, people have more fear of getting arrested than their greed or instant desire to take your items, uh, guess what? It's just going to continue to climb. And I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a criminal defense attorney. Been doing this now in a couple of days, going on 28 years. 28 years, I'm telling you. I've said this before. I've had clients that have said, when I asked them, why did you pick that house to burglarize? Well, it looked like there was not gonna be any firearms. It didn't look like um, there was a security system. The individuals oftentimes prey on the weak. So always be careful, but be confident, okay? But you can't go recover your car. You can go find where it is and then call the police, but you can't go shooting them. Sorry, Ms. Coleman. I think you're going to prison. And finally today, our dumb criminal of the day. Um, could you imagine having to spend your Christmas behind bars for what you may ask? Well, for allegedly striking your girlfriend in the head with an angel figurine during a little Christmas morning confrontation. That's right. Please meet Frankie Caldwell. He is alleged to have battered the victim around 7 a.m. with the fragile Christmas ornament, causing it to shatter into pieces. Now, the woman is described as a Mr. Caldwell's on-again, off-again girlfriend, for the last nine years. And when police arrived at the uh, pair's apartment, the victim described pieces of the figurine falling down the back of her dress. After being read his rights, Mr. Caldwell denied attacking the victim, claiming instead that she had hit him with the angel figurines. Now the cops, being the sleuths that they are, noted that Mr. Caldwell, who's bald, showed no injuries on his head while the scene was consistent with the victim's accounts of the events. Well, Mr. Caldwell was arrested on a pair of felony battery counts 
and booked into the county jail where he remains locked up because he's unable to post a $7,500 bond. If only he had been a rich white guy, he probably would have got a PR bond. Just saying. Call it the way we see it, ladies and gentlemen. Or maybe we could look to Miss Gallard and she could do a tarot card reading and tell us who really hit Mr. Caldwell's uh, girlfriend with the uh, ornament. You just never know, ladies and gentlemen. You just, you just never know. Anyway, maybe it's just sarcasm. Maybe it's just cynical. I don't really know. But needless to say, Mr. Caldwell will not be going back because there's a protection order in place. And Mr. Caldwell, it's not the first time he's maybe lost his temper. He has um, convictions back in 1991 for felony battery. He was also arrested in 2017 for allegedly elbowing his pregnant girlfriend in the mouth during an argument at their home. Just bumped her, I'm sure. Anyway, in that particular case, um, prosecutors do decline to uh, file charges. All right. Thanks for watching. Like I said, hope everyone had a Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And guess what? We will see you tonight live, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Please join us. Have a wonderful day, not just a good day. <music>